0: brand marketing and direct marketing. These are two totally different things that unfortunately get confused all the time. In today's episode, I'm gonna walk you through them. I'm gonna show you different ways that they can be effective and explain when to use each one. Stick around. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who can see when shown, and those who will never see. This. Is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for everyone in the middle? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I want to thank you again for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy a weekly marketing podcast dedicated entirely to chefs and restaurant owners. Each week, I choose a different topic. We explore that topic, pick it apart, hopefully come across some useful insights, and then we finish up with an assignment. I always leave you with a short, actionable task, just something you can do right away to start implementing some of the concepts we discuss here on the show. Because as I've said before, I believe information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, before we go forward with this week's topic, uh, I've got three pieces of housekeeping. Uh, first and foremost, you'll notice that we used to release episodes on Wednesdays, and we've changed that to uh, Mondays. Uh, we do that because uh, I think most of us in the restaurant industry uh, have Mondays off, and so uh, oftentimes when you don't have to worry about, um, you know, the grind of, of operating the restaurant, um, you can uh, you can let your mind wander and think about some of these big-picture concepts uh, that we're talking about here on the show, like marketing. Uh, so new episodes are going to come out every day Every Monday, look for that. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, that's the best way to stay up to date with these new episodes. Um, if you like the show, uh, I'm going to ask it again. Uh, if you're getting something out of it, please go ahead and take a few minutes and just leave us a rating or a review. Um, there are people out there looking for this kind of content. There are people um, curious, uh, struggling with this, with this kind of stuff. Um, the ratings and reviews just help us boost higher in the rankings, uh, which just means that those people who are looking for us uh, can find us. Uh, finally, um, I want to hear from you. This is the last thing I'm going to leave you with before we get started with the topic. Um, I want to know uh, what you think of the show. I want to know what, you, uh, what you've what you enjoyed. Um, I want to know what you're uh, still struggling with, uh, the questions you have. Um, the best way to connect is to email me directly, chip at chipclose.com. That's C H I P K. L-O-S-E um, Ask your questions. Uh, I want to get to the point where I can start answering those questions uh, live on the podcast when I can. If I find that uh, many people have similar questions, what I'll do is I'll package them all together and I'll create an episode just around that topic. So please, uh, I'm doing this for you guys. I want you guys out there to get something out of this. Uh, so ask away. This is the best way to, uh, to do this, which is to start a dialogue. I am here for you. So, if you've been following along so far, I'm sure, uh, I hope you're starting to see how each episode is just sort of stacking on top of the one before it. In the very beginning, episode number one, we took the time uh, to first agree on a definition for marketing, right? Uh, I'll remind you that it's just three questions. What's your product? Who's it for? And how can you reach them? From there, we started talking all about our five marketing pillars. Building on that foundation, those five pillars were identity, audience, competition, differentiation, and opportunities, right? We worked our way through a five-episode arc where we dissected each one. If you haven't listened to those yet, I'll direct you back to episodes two through six. We discussed the importance of figuring out your identity, getting clear on what kind of product you're selling, what sort of experience, specifically what sort of experience you're crafting. Then we talked about identifying your audience, figuring out who you're serving, Who has problems and what problems are you trying to solve? That is your audience. We talked about competition. That was all about identifying the competitors, other restaurants that are serving your target audience. Then differentiation was where we talked about ways to separate yourself from the pack, figuring out how you're different from your competitors. And then finally, opportunities where I said that everything is an opportunity to communicate something to your audience. Everything from the cuisine, to the lighting, to the music, to the pricing, to the style of service, to the look of your website, and so on. All of it helps tell your story. So We then took all of the answers to those questions and used them to start crafting a marketing strategy, right? We can't build a marketing strategy until we understand what marketing is, who we are, who our audience is, who we're competing with, and what opportunities we have to communicate all of that, right? So the marketing strategy, uh, we broke down into 10 different areas and we started brainstorming tactics to use in each of those areas. From there, we talked about customer journey maps and the, the digital marketing toolkit. Uh, We started to dispel some of the romance of owning and operating a restaurant. Uh, Then last week, we talked all about why, the importance of finding purpose in your work. Uh, I talked about asking why all the time so that you can continue to evolve. Uh, Finally, providing a why for your customers. Why should they care about your restaurant? Why should they choose you over one of your competitors? Why should they recommend you to their friends and family? Week by week, I'm trying to get you to think about your business just a bit differently. I want you to be thoughtful and deliberate in how you market your business. If this is all new to you, I want to thank you for sticking with me this far. Keep going. I promise it's going to make all the difference in your business. So this here is episode number 12, and today we're going to discuss the difference between brand marketing and direct marketing because people mix them up all the time. So... What are they and how are they different? Well, let's put them side by side. On the left, we have direct marketing and on the right brand marketing. Direct marketing is when you're making a direct plea to the consumer. It's a piece of direct mail or a banner ad or an infomercial. Call this number, click here, buy now. There is something specific that you want your audience to do. Brand marketing on the other hand is less structured, more ephemeral. It's about making an impression on your audience, putting the product in front of the consumer in such a way so that when it comes time to buy, they'll remember you. Direct marketing requires a response and so therefore should be measured and tracked. Brand marketing though, can't really be measured, at least not in the same way as direct marketing, but both are important. In fact, a business needs both to survive but they need to be used in different instances. So when we talk about direct marketing, I want you to think of a TV infomercial uh, that says, call now while supplies last, or an email from The Gap that says, flash sale, 20% off all weekend, or a banner ad uh, promoting discounted tickets to some new Broadway show. Um, Direct mailers will fit into this. Uh, Many of the e-blasts you receive from retailers, um, takeover ads you see on websites, they want you to do something very specific. Like I said earlier, direct marketing is uh, call this number, click here, buy now. But brand marketing, on the other hand, has always been more nuanced. So think about car commercials, right? No one is going to be so moved by a car commercial that they leap up off the couch and run out to buy a car. It's about making an impression one 30-second spot at a time. When the time comes to buy a new car, Ford is hoping you'll remember them from their commercials. Same with print ads in magazines and newspapers. It's about communicating the company's values, their aesthetic, attracting the right kind of consumer, identifying an audience and making sure they can relate to your product. So much of the advertising in the 70s, 80s, and 90s was brand marketing, right? Johnson & Johnson commercials and Cheerios and Coke, Pepsi, the Transformers, G.I. Joe. But of course, now that's all changed. In our increasingly digitized world, the, the lines keep getting blurred. All of us walk around with computers in our pockets. And so we may very well see a TV commercial and go, hey, I want that. You pull out your iPhone, log into Amazon, and bam, it's going to be delivered in two days which is both good and bad. On the one hand, it's never been easier to stay connected to your audience. And the distance from curious researcher to paying customer has never been shorter. But with so much noise out there, it's often difficult to cut through to even reach your audience in the first place. Worse than that, business owners get desperate and so oftentimes it's sell, 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 which means even their brand marketing channels end up feeling like direct marketing. I see this as the biggest problem with Instagram. Um, So I say this over and over again, but social media is the single best way to communicate directly with your audience, to share specific details with them about your restaurant, to give them a sense of what the actual experience is going to be like. Um, 30 years ago, that kind of access um, cost millions of dollars. And these days, you basically get it for free. So uh, I'm gonna urge you, I'm gonna beg you, please don't screw that up for all of us. So that's a conversation I have all the time with my clients, that we should be doing very little selling on social media. For other industries, the rules are totally different, but for restaurants, I think it just comes across as desperate. When I start talking about this um, topic, I I think of the Diamond District here in New York City. If you've never been, uh, there's a stretch of 47th Street right in Midtown Manhattan that's packed with jewelry stores. Every single business on the block is selling diamonds and gold and other expensive pieces of jewelry. It's a crazy place to visit, but it's also really annoying because in front of every shop is some guy trying to get you to come inside. They're loud and sometimes pushy and uh, for, in my opinion, it sort of ruins the whole experience. Um, That's how I feel when I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed, seeing nothing but restaurants begging me to come in. You know, happy hour specials today from four to six, or come try our new dry aged ribeye available now through Saturday, special this or that limited time offers Come in and see book now, call now link in the bio. It's exhausting. And I think it turns a lot of people off, not just me. And that's because no one likes being sold to what we want is someone to present us with the exact thing we're looking for. So whatever that may be, but we're going to get back to that in a minute. Social media, at least for restaurants, is a perfect place to do brand marketing. It is a platform set up to communicate with your audience. This is where you get to pull back the curtain and show them what they can expect when they dine with you. You can share the food, the cocktails, the decor, the people, the philosophy, whatever it is you want. It used to be that restaurants relied almost exclusively on a great location and word of mouth. So to succeed, uh, you know, a new restaurant opened and it would take time for word to get around. Unless of course you were in a great location and people walked by or drove by all the time. Uh, But usually in the old days, right? Someone had to dine there and then be so moved by the experience that they would spread the word. But now with the help of social media, we can help that fire spread. We can help, you know, we can help that word of mouth. In fact, Social media, when used right, can be like the kerosene we throw onto the flames to help it spread like wildfire. How else could you do brand advertising without spending a ton of money on TV commercials these days? So if you figure it out, tell me, because I still can't come up with something that's better, uh, more efficient, uh, more cost effective than social media, which isn't to say you can't use social media for direct marketing campaigns, but you just have to be clear and specific that that's what you're doing. For example, keep your posts in in the Instagram feed clean, meaning no selling. Use them to hone the voice of the restaurant to communicate the experience that you provide. And then every so often create an Instagram ad that shows a carousel of photos, right? Your greatest hits uh, or or, um, a video ad that shows a, a quick slideshow, something to entice someone to click your call to action button. That button should say something like learn more or book now or simply reserve. Users click on it and then they're taken directly to your booking page. And we'll get to this down the line, but don't show that ad to everyone. Instead, put it in front of a targeted audience, people who already follow you or people who have engaged with you recently in some way. There are people already researching your restaurant. Use the ad to help them seal the deal. You do that through specific targeting. Another way you might be able to use social media as a direct marketing channel is to sell physical products like retail items or gift cards. So one of my clients here in the city has a line of handcrafted chocolates and they sell them in small shops all over the Northeast, but they also sell them on their website. So every so often, we'll do a post on social media announcing the arrival of a new line of spring bonbons, for example. But when we run that campaign, we're being very specific about what we're doing. The lines aren't being blurred. Likewise, there are times when we'll just post a beautiful photo of those bonbons, but it's about showing the beauty of the shells or we're talking about the unique flavors in this season's collection. It is about evoking a feeling with the consumer. But when we want to sell, we sell. So think about all the channels you use to advertise, all the channels you use to to market, to communicate. For most restaurants, uh, that's social media. So I'd invite you to be very clear about what can be accomplished and what can't be accomplished with a single post. When you share a picture of a fancy cocktail and then use the caption, happy hour specials tonight, blah, 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 blah. How many people are you really expecting to get? Are people going to jump up from their desk and say, whoa, we got to go do happy hour? I don't think so. But over time, if you tell people, in a nuanced way about happy hour and share photos of some of the snacks and the bar specials and those cocktails, eventually I think you will have made an impression and they will remember you. But you have to build trust with your audience. That's what it comes down to. It's all about trust and trust takes time. Sometimes a short time and sometimes a long time, but trust takes time. Like the hawkers trying to get me to come into the jewelry stores, right? If that's the first impression they want to make, What should I expect about the rest of that shopping experience? As an aside, years ago, when I did go to buy my wife's engagement ring, I went to the Diamond District and I made a quick judgment about all of those places. I vowed not to give my business to any of them. So I found a quiet little shop near the end of the block and started building a relationship that day. The thing is, I didn't buy anything that first day. In fact, I told them when I walked in the store that I wasn't buying. just. I wanted to see what was possible. I wanted to see their collection. Uh, I wanted to find people that I felt comfortable with. And they respected me enough to listen and deliver what I was looking for. And the thing is, I did end up going back to them to buy the engagement ring that I eventually used to propose to my wife. And my wife and I have now been back a dozen times in the year since. More than that, I've sent probably 15 friends to them over the years. And do you see what kind of business I brought them? And it all started when building trust. The thing is that jeweler, now we've become friendly. And he said, I didn't want your money that day. I wanted all the money that was going to follow that, that, that would come from building a relationship. It's all about relationships and it's about trust. The same is true with any business. It's magnified when we talk about jewelry, because those are typically high ticket items, but the lesson still tracks to other industries. And I think especially so with restaurants. So think about building trust with your audience. Brand marketing is how you build trust. Communicating key things about your restaurant, your people, the food, location, the energy. And that's true for a pizza stand, as well as a high-end French restaurant. It's true for a taco truck and a sushi restaurant and a Mexican place. Think about how important trust is when we're considering what to put in our bodies. So don't blow it by doing direct marketing when you should be doing brand marketing. Always be clear about which one you're doing and remember to keep them separate. To put all this another way, brand marketing is about building trust with the consumer. It is the most important thing a consumer can give us. It takes time to build and unfortunately it can be snapped in an instant. Direct marketing though should be all about driving sales or rather about making something happen, a specific action, right? Like I keep saying, call now, click here, buy this. But just like with dating, you don't pop the question on the first date. You build up that trust. A good first impression leads to a second date, and then a third, a fourth, a fifth. You meet her friends, her parents. You go away together. You move in together, and then you ask her to marry you. Ask her too soon, and you scare her away. So as I was preparing uh, this week's episode, um, I was reminded of Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Jab, 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 Right Hook. And it basically says that nowadays you have to give way more than you take. You have to provide value, whether that's information or entertainment or access or discounts, you have to provide something your audience values as a means of establishing trust. So in his analogy, boxers don't come flying out of their corners throwing hooks and uppercuts. They take their time and they work in a few jabs, then a few more. They're softening up their opponents so that they can eventually land that big right hook. And the same is true with trust in our business. But instead of jab, 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 right hook, think of it like give, 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 ask. Give more than you receive and it will make all the difference in your business. Create a place where people keep returning to you, whether that's your website or your blog, your social media channels or your restaurant. Give way more than people expect. Just keep giving then and only then can you take or rather ask. The idea is by the time you ask for something, people will be so in love with you and your brand that they'll be only too happy to give what you're asking for. So in all of your marketing efforts, I want you to be really clear about what you're doing, brand marketing or direct marketing. And I think in restaurants, 80% of what we do should be brand marketing. Whichever it is, make sure you stick with it and don't try to blur the lines. Finally, for this week's uh, assignment, I want you to think all about your external marketing efforts. Remember, internal marketing is everything you're doing within the four walls of your restaurant. External marketing is everything outside the restaurant. So look at all of your external marketing efforts, list them all on a sheet of paper, and then identify which one fits into which category. It's either going to be... Brand marketing on the left, direct marketing on the right. I hope you'll also identify things on that list where you've been doing a little bit of both. When you get to those, star them. And at the very end, go back and figure out which column they should be going into. As continuing education this week, I'm going to share the link to um, a video, a YouTube video. Uh, Behind the brand is the YouTube channel, and it's a video chat with Seth Godin. Um, and in this video chat, Seth is talking all about the specific difference between direct marketing and brand marketing. And in the video, he tackles some of the misunderstandings and misnomers that, that seem to happen when we're talking about this topic. I'm including links in the show notes to to a couple of the other things that we've talked about, like Gary Vaynerchuk's book, uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook. Um, As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. I will remind you, uh, new episodes are going to come out every Monday moving forward. Uh, Please make sure you subscribe if you feel so inclined. Please leave us a rating and or a review. Uh, And then finally, please get in touch. Chip at chipclose.com. That's C H I P k l o s e.com tell me what you think of the show tell me what you're still struggling with i want to find ways to continue to help you thanks again for tuning in and i will see you next week